So today at work, my coworkers told me that I should make a podcast. And so, here I am. So today at work, my coworkers told me that I should make a podcast. And so, here I am. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm Taylor. But the thing is, I'm really not making this podcast for anyone but myself. <laughs> so let's talk about what happened this morning. I woke up at about 3, 4 a.m., Usually when I wake up at 3 or 4 a.m., it's to go to the bathroom. But this time, it was to check the stock market. And let me tell you what. It's so exciting to wake up and to see your favorite stocks going up and up and up. And I don't want to sound like I'm an expert on the stock market or anything. But I've been doing this for about four weeks. Not even a whole month. And my account is already up 52%. So... I'll just be honest straight up with my numbers, so one day when I go back and listen to this, I can be amazed, but I started with $2,500, and I've made 640 some dollars since December 31st. No, December 28th. One of those two days. Actually, none of them were trading days, because they were a weekend. So, it's been pretty much the whole month of January, and I've made 52%. And so, if you tell me... That even if I make 30%, even if I make 30% every month, in two years, I'm going to be a billionaire. That's crazy to me. And really, stock market trading isn't all that crazy. Um, people think it's like gambling, but if you learn to read the charts, it's sort of fun. To, it's like a game. And actually, I'm going to give you a little tidbit about stock market charts. So, there's something called candlesticks. And if you don't know anything about the stock market, usually when you look at a chart, it's a line that goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Preferably, you want it to go up. But if you turn on candlesticks, what it does is it turns the line into a green and a red bar. The green bar means that the price started low and ended high for that period of time. The red bar means that it started high and ended low for that period of time. So there's candlesticks that are years, so it represents a year's worth of trades. There's some that are quarterly, monthly, weekly, or daily. So a daily candlestick would be, did that day start high and end low, or did that day start low and end high? And it's just a nice, colorful way to look and see how it goes. But... The daily also breaks down into even smaller portions, like 4 hours, 2 hours, 1 hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 2 minutes, 1 minute. And those are really good if you're day trading or if you're monitoring a stock really closely. But something else about candlesticks, if you're watching like the 1 or the 2 minute candles, okay, these are the ones that are changing minute by minute, so it's telling you in this minute it closed higher and um, started lower, or this minute it started low and closed high. And you can see the candlesticks getting bigger and smaller as it goes. And what's really cool about it, it's not hard at all. If you look at it and you see that there's a green candle and the bottom tail, so there's shadows that come off of the candlesticks. They're just long lines that go through it. It shows the high and the low of that trading period. But if 
if the tail is really long on the bottom, it means that the buyers are pushing the price up. If you picture like a person underneath the candlestick pushing the body of the candle up, that shows that like there's power from below, power from the buyers. But if there's a really long top line or a top shadow, that means that there is the sellers are pushing the price down. And so it's like there's a lot of power from the top. So one of the most popular candlesticks is called a doji. And if you look it up, it is just a line, like a cross basically, or a T. It's a a long, skinny, straight line, and then a long horizontal line. And if you think about that with this picture of the men pushing things, if you have someone pushing down and have someone pushing up, it's going to make a really, really skinny line because it's equal pressure on each side. Now, a doji can mean a reversal, but that's not what I'm talking about. But when you're looking at candlesticks, it's really it helps me to picture someone pushing up or pushing down. And that shows you kind of the trend that you're that you're getting at right now, because if the longer if the line on the bottom keeps getting longer then you keep knowing that the buyers have more and more pressure and the sellers are having a hard time holding so that's an indicator that's probably going to go up or if the long line keeps getting longer and longer at the top that means that the sellers are doing a really good job of keeping the price down and maybe that's not the best time to buy in because it's still going to go down a little bit so that's just a quick little rundown of candlesticks that really helped me And if you're interested in trading at all, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Mariah. It's T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-O-R-I-A-H. And then I believe there's an underscore after it. Um, If you sign up using Robinhood or Weeble, I can give you a link and then we can both get free stocks. I'm no shame in promoting that because it's free money for you and free money for me. So if you are interested, hit me up. And if not, Well, I'll just keep growing my account 52%, you know? Also, I wonder what other questions people have about the stock market. Because I am no master. I am learning, but I'm also interested if anyone knows about the wheel strategy or selling covered calls or selling covered puts. That's something that I really want to learn, so come teach me those things. Or if you are a wealth manager, come talk to me. (laughs) There's probably one listener. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm interested in, in learning how to create more passive income instead of working for my money so hard. Have my money work for me, you know? So one other thing is that I was so, I had two periods of anger today. The first one happened, that's my dog, I, like I said, I'm laying in bed. The first one happened today when I made a mistake, and usually I can just let it roll off my tongue. My tongue. I can let it roll off my shoulders. <laughs> why, do we, why do we say that? Why do we talk about things rolling off of our body? <laughs> I guess because water rolls, but why can't I say like, Let the rain fall off my umbrella or let the sausage roll off the plate. But no, it has to roll off my shoulders or off my back. Or let the ball roll down the lane. I don't know. I feel like we should change our metaphors or our idioms. Are they called idioms? And why are they called idioms? 
if at any point in time you have answers to the questions that I ask in this chat, please, in this chat, (laughs) in this podcast, please come let me know because I genuinely will think about these things until I have an answer. So my favorite coffee shop makes these things called, things called pretzels. And what they are is this beautiful blend between a croissant and a pretzel. And it doesn't sound that great when I explain it like this, but it has pretzel dough and it it has the flavor of a pretzel, but it's layered and buttery like a croissant. And my favorite flavor is one that is cinnamon sugar. So it's cinnamon sugar based and covered and filled and it's delicious. They also have ones that are filled with chocolate, like a chocolate ganache. It's really rich. And another one that is everything bagel seasoning flavored, but I have found that I tried to make my own pretzels here. The first time it started with puff pastry and I was able to put butter and cinnamon sugar all over it and roll it up like a croissant. It was good, but it was a little bit too flaky and it wasn't pretzel dough enough. Um, So that was my first attempt. My second attempt, I followed a recipe for pretzel dough. I even put cinnamon in the dough. I thought I was being so fancy, right? I went and bought yeast at Aldi and everything. Oh, don't get me started on Aldi. I will do a little segment on that later. But I made some pretzel dough. Sorry, my dog really wants to play. I made some pretzel dough and I was like so excited. I put the butter all over it and all the cinnamon sugar inside. I rolled it up like a croissant. I was like, there is not a way that this is going to fail. Well, it was closer. It was closer. The dough was thicker. It got a little bit more brown but I think the problem was so I learned that pretzels have to be soaked in like this baking soda water or boiled in this baking soda water and that's what gives them the pretzel flavor blows my mind I know but I didn't do that so on my third attempt I think I'm gonna try to do to boil them and then roll them out and then fill them with cinnamon sugar and butter and then see if it works because I have the pretzel dough balls frozen in my freezer, and I'm just waiting for the right time and the right motivation to attempt them again. And if you're into cooking and you don't really know what to cook, let me tell you something. Go to Aldi, right? Get yourself some yellow onions. Get yourself some colored peppers. You could probably go for the green ones, but I like the colored ones better. Get yourself some colored peppers, get get yourself a little can of mushrooms, or you could splurge and get some of the baby Bellas. And then go to the bread section, get yourself some deli rolls, they're just like sub buns. Then go to the meat section and find the Philly cheesesteak, okay? It's just Philly steak, I guess, but there's 14 sheets in there, and it's slabs of steak, ribeye steak for Philly cheesesteak, okay? Also, stop by the dairy section and get yourself some cheese of your choice. I went with a provolone, but I think like a white cheddar would be really good, or a pepper jack. You know, whatever tickles your fancy that day. So go grab that stuff, go check out, pay, don't steal, okay? Come home, chop up that onion, chop up those peppers, put them in the pan. And I'm going to tell you my secret is a little bit of bacon grease. I love cooking things in bacon grease. And I don't even care if it's unhealthy because it tastes good. So throw your peppers, your onions, let them cook, let them saute, let them caramelize a little bit. Throw your mushrooms in there. Okay, turn up the heat a little bit so they get a little char. 
And then once your veggies are done, take your veggies aside. You're gonna put a couple slabs of that meat in there. It'll cook in two minutes, okay? So the meat will start cooking, you're gonna flip, and it's gonna start ripping apart because it's really thin. And then once you get your meat cooked enough, it really should honestly take two minutes, maybe three most, depending on your heat level. Then you're gonna take a slab of cheese, a slice of cheese, I'm so sorry. Place that on top of the meat, put a lid on top of it, okay? And let it sit for about a minute till the cheese is melted. Then you're gonna take that whole chunk of meat and the whole cheese and put it on a bun and then you're gonna top it with your favorite vegetables. Also, don't forget to add salt and pepper because I did forget that the first time and it did not taste that great. And then you're gonna bite it and it's gonna be so delicious. I'm talking easy, one pan, easy cleanup. So good, fills you up. And if you're a single person like me, and you do one onion and one pepper, um, you're going to have enough for two. So you could either eat both or save one for lunch the next day, you know, so you don't have to eat McDonald's or Jimmy John's. Also, this is not sponsored by Aldi, but I just want to throw it out there that they had 39 cent avocados this week. That's a good freaking deal, man. 39 cents? That's basically free. Not only did they have avocados, but they had walks. They had a walk for $9.99. I also bought some shoes. A walk, some shoes, and some avocados. At Aldi. You know I bought my mattress at Aldi? This mattress that I'm sitting on right now, I bought at Aldi when I moved. You can literally find anything that you need. I even saw a squatty potty there. And I almost bought it, but I was already buying a walk and shoes. They're so practical and cheap and good quality. Oh, man. I just love Aldi. Also, on a more serious note, this week I messed up. And I forgot to talk about the second reason why I was angry. I'll do that in a second. But I messed up. And I hurt someone's feelings so we had someone pass away at our work and I wanted to like honor her memory and so I put together a little segment in our newsletter of people's quotes saying things that they loved about her and we have two people that work at our place of employment that have the same name so I was getting emails and I got one email from the from the first person let's call her Linda one so Linda One sent me something. I copied it, pasted it, put it in the um put it in the newsletter. And then a couple weeks later Linda Two sent me something. But I thought that it was Linda One. I looked at it and I said to myself, Self, I know she already sent you something. Maybe she just forgot. Don't worry, I'll just include the longer one instead of the shorter one and it'll be fine. And so I did that. I left the short one out because I was like, we don't need duplicates. She probably just forgot she sent it to me. Well, the newsletter went out and Linda, too, noticed that her comment was not in there. And so she contacted my boss and asked a few questions. Turns out I done goofed up. I accidentally put Linda 2's name on Linda 1's comment and Linda 1's name wasn't anywhere and neither was Linda's two's, Linda 2's comment. 
And like, this is a big deal because this, it has to do with honoring someone who has passed away and sharing memories and, and kind of memorializing them. And I wanted to do it the right way, but not only did I do it the wrong way, I made people feel like they were left out or that they didn't matter. And so I had to call and I apologized to her for leaving it out and told her that I would fix it immediately. But my whole point of the story is to think about apologies. I feel like sometimes we apologize because we want to defend ourselves or we want to prove that we weren't wrong or we just want the conversation over with or we don't actually mean it. There are a lot of people who say sorry for no reason. But I think the best kind of apology is when it has nothing to do with you. The best kind of apology is when you're recognizing what you've done or the way that you've hurt the other person, even if you don't agree with it. I could disagree with the, with the way I hurt you, but it doesn't change the fact that you were still hurt. And I should recognize that enough as a human to own up to the way that I hurt you, even if I don't feel like it was a big deal, because it was a big deal to you. And that's just on respect. Like, that's on empathy and respect and, and hearing people out and caring about people more than yourself. Like, put yourself aside, humble yourself, and see the way that you made other people feel. Because the woman that passed away, I wasn't super close to her. But the, but the women, Linda 1 and Linda 2, they were. And they spent a lot of time with her. And so this was really meaningful and important to them. And I could have just been like, oh, it's not a big deal. I just messed up, whatever. Like, you care so much about having your opinion in there. But, but that's not it at all. It, they wanted to honor her more, even more than I did. Because they knew her and loved her. And so, just reminding you guys today, or myself that apologies aren't about you and they're about repairing your relationship with another person so that both of you don't move forward in bitterness or anger um, and that you can restore the relationship because I think in life relationships are bound to get broken but we should always pursue reconciliation or restoration when possible. It's not always possible but something like that, just reconcile. Don't hold a grudge. Don't be bitter. Don't be passive aggressive. Don't be petty. Don't punish them for feeling sad. Just apologize and mean it. I don't know. That was just a good lesson I learned this week. So that's probably enough podcast for right now. I'm sure I'll have more things to say about it later. I might even do, like, a vlog cast. Is that what they're called? (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening if you are listening. And if you are me in six months and you're listening to this podcast and cringing, you're welcome. Um, I will talk to you later. Also, I hope your account has grown a lot on Weeble. Okay, bye! Also, if you are listening to this podcast, please rate it on Spotify or Apple Music. Apparently, it really helps, even though I have no idea this is my first podcast, but everyone says that at the end of podcasts, so if you do that, that'd be cool. And if not, okay. See ya!